Hello, gang. I'm Dr. Alice Evans, and this is Rocking Our Priors. So, here's a question for you. What drives cultural change, and how can we identify those causes? One option is to track attitudes over several decades across countries and ascertain commonalities among societies with faster cultural change. Akaliski, Welzel, and Hein, they have a a paper, a 2021 paper, which they trace shifts in world value surveys between 1990 and 2017. They find that everyone expresses far greater support for personal freedom and gender equality over time, except in the Orthodox Eastern European and Southeastern European countries. So if you look on my substack, they divide Europe into four cultural zones. The Protestant West, you know, that would be England, Sweden, Norway. Uh, The Catholic West, which would be Italy, Spain, Ireland. The Orthodox East, which would be more Orthodox countries in Eastern European. And also ex-communist but non-Orthodox, like Poland, for example. So ex-communist but Catholic or Protestant. And they find that in each of those cultural zones, there's rapid, rapid cultural change in some terms of support for personal freedom and gender equality in all European countries, except countries that are orthodox. Now, why might that be? Is this a, a clash of civilizations, geopolitical rivalry? Or is orthodox culture inherently resilient? So many speculations. Now, I think this methodology has one big problem. It assumes a stable population, right? They're tracing change over time. They're effectively asking, have their beliefs changed or not over these 30 years? But what if there has been a massive exodus of educated young liberals? Outmigration has been very high in Eastern, Southeastern Europe and Caucasia. Migrants are often university graduates. In Hungary, about 35% of emigrants have tertiary education. In Ukraine, it's about 40%. Same for Estonia, Czech Republic. So, who is left? Who are the people who don't migrate, who will stick around to be included in that panel data? Old people with conservative ideas. And the same pattern occurs at a subnational level, right? UK graduates flock to London since it is the growth hub. Economically lagging regions are typically older, less educated and more conservative. They systematically lose the cohort that is most liberal and open-minded and most educated. So that's the descriptive data. Now let me make an additional point. Children socialise their parents. Educated liberals have spillover effects via ideological persuasion. As students expand their horizons, learn from peers and become more egalitarian, they push their parents to see things differently. So, I stayed with a family in Delhi last year. I observed a very heated argument. Jasminda, that's the name I'll give her uh, for anonymity, she's a graduate and she ultimately convinced her mother to permit cow slaughter and respect religious diversity. Right? She socialised her mother. Let me give you another anecdote from my own family. My grandmother, Anne, was born in Yorkshire in 1926. 
at that time, it wasn't respectable for a young woman to walk alone without a chaperone. When Anne became a parent, she worried about her daughter, that is Isabel's safety, and she imposed strict curfews. But this was the 1970s, and Isabel wanted to go to rock concerts, like the Who, with her friends. So Isabel was annoyed by her brother's far greater freedoms, and Isabel had to lobby. She socialised her parents, just like my friend in Delhi. Graduates don't just socialise their parents. If they become corporate CEOs, philanthropists, donors, journalists, academics, trusted authorities, filmmakers, writers, revered celebrities or politicians, they could have an even bigger cultural influence on their country. That is if they stay put. So beware. Panel data provides very useful information about attitudinal change in that place. But if certain countries show persistent traditionalism, we cannot assume it is due to culture. It is possible, as in Eastern Europe, that many liberals have simply left. So from 1990 to 2022, Ukraine has lost 30% of its population. In other countries, in Eastern Europe, it can be as much as 24%, 19%, 25% in Romania, for example. So there's a massive, massive exodus. In Georgia, 23% of people have left. The population has reduced from 1990 to 2022. So those educated liberals are leaving. They're taking their ideas and they're not pushing their parents or their communities or the journals that they might write for, the magazines that might, they might write for to be more liberal. Now, now, let me just preempt some replies. I am not suggesting that out-migration entails traditionalism. So the Baltics have experienced a massive exodus, but they've also had rapid growth and democratization. So compensating for population lo- loss, prosperity may have enabled secularization, egalitarianism, and individualism. Right. So the Baltics have bo- both the Baltics and Romania have had population loss, but only one has remained persistently conservative. And please, I don't want this to be read as me opposing migration. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that the fact of massive out-migration provides a problem for social science methodologies. Right? This is... Don't think that I have any normative positions on anything. Okay? So, before you use your panel data to assess ideological change, just think about whether there is a non-random attrition in that sample. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Dr. Alice Evans, occasionally rocking your prize.